technically a game or night one of the uh, National Trail of Conference Boys Basketball Tournament here this evening in Altamont. As it's the 88th annual NTC uh, tournament here in Altamont. And the tonight's matchup here in game two is the Altamont Indians against the uh, seventh seed Windsor Two Straw Patches. And welcome into our broadcast position here in the Crow's Nest. Travis Sparks alongside Dominic Daters here. And we'll be calling all the action here on the voice of Altamont Indiana Athletics. 100.5 Jack FM. Like I mentioned, this is a game two of the night and game two of the tournament. Just a few minutes ago, just wrapped up. It was Cowden Eric Beecher City and Nioga. And it was Cowden Eric Beecher City winning 53-49, the uh, final score there. So, eight seed Cowden advancing to tomorrow night's matchup to take on, oh, just the number one seed at San Anthony Bulldogs and number one in a lot of polls uh, as well. So, Good luck to the Bobcats, but a nice win there to start the tournament for them. And that's what Altman and Windsor are trying to do here in this matchup to start the conference tournament off on the right foot for them. Altman comes in this year as the reigning, defending, undisputed two-time back-to-back conference champion here in the tournament as they come in as the two-seed this year. They're 12-4 and entering the tournament. They were 3-0 and into the conference coming in. And the 17 wins is two straws. They come in tonight, two games below 500 at 10 and 12 on the year. And they were two and four in the regular season in the NTC. Altamont had wins in the NTC over South Central on December 8th. And then on just January 5th, earlier this month, a squeaker against Dietrich, 42-40. Then on January 12th, it was a win against North Clay, 60-39 was the final there. Went to two straws. So this is the first meeting between the two schools. This year, as of yet, uh, they'll be meeting in the regular season finale in uh, February. Uh, so, first time matching up with the Hatchets this year. See what uh, Coach Smith has them going with this year. And Windsor, their two wins in conference so far have been against Neoga on January 2nd and on January 16th, one by 20 over North Clay. And their losses have come against Dietrich and then just this month against St. Elmo. South Central, and St. Anthony. And that last game was on a Friday. And that was the last time Windsor was in action as they fell 70-47 to against the Bulldogs. And they hung with them for a quarter. It was tied at 14 after one quarter. But then 23-7, uh, second quarter for St. Anthony, uh, made them have a more of a lopsided score and won the game uh, from there, from that perspective. As it was uh, Connor Manhard leading the way for the Hatchets that night. He had 20 and Jackson Girl had 13. A storyline to look out for here tonight for Altamont is that that's the last game that they played against North Clay. It's been 11 or 12 days ago with all the cancellations last week. We had a cancellation with OPH, and that game won't be made up because that was already pushed back from a previous time. And then on a Friday, they were supposed to take on Shovelville, but school was called off of a low temperatures. And so they stuck with the policy of no school, no play. And so Altamont scoured the county, all counties, FEM, Fayette, no matter what. Coles County, they searched far and wide for a game and uh, just couldn't able to find the right matchup. And so uh, it's been a little bit of a layoff for Altamont and kind of an unexpected layoff as well. So interested to see how Altamont comes out 
here on this one. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'll probably have a little rust. Uh, a little rust. I got streak off uh, for sure. You know, I'm not playing. You know, since uh, like I said, 11, 11 days. But uh, yeah, it will be interesting to see see how they play. And uh, I was, you know, I'm just glad that uh, another year of the you know NTC tournament, 88th, 88th annual NTC tournament. Always, always excited to come to the NTC tournament, and uh, you know it's been, been part of my life for uh, you know a long time. Being, being from Stockwood, Stockwood, even though uh, you know they're not the conference anymore, it's still very enjoyable to come back here and watch watch these other other schools. You know, Altamont, Sandy, Winter Sioux Straws, and all the rest of the schools. You know, uh, participate and play in this tournament. Like you said, FDM San Antonio's number one overall seed, and they're the number one team in class class one A, and uh, you know they're they're uh, they're pretty they're pretty dominant. And I you know I look forward to seeing seeing them play, and uh, obviously Altamont facing them uh, next month uh, towards towards the end of the season. But uh, yeah, second to last game of the year. Second to last game. All right. So uh, face off against Winchester Straws here here tonight, and uh, they're. They're ten and eleven overall, so they're they're looking to get back back at the uh, you know the five five hundred mark with a win. You know everybody everybody wants to start off the, the conference tournament you know with with the win. You know nobody wants to go oh oh and one you know the first game, but uh, you know I, I look forward to a good matchup here here tonight, Travis. I just uh, I am interested as well to see how how Altamont comes out. You know are they going to be? Yeah, obviously they should be well rested, but you know. How, you know, are they going to come out flat? Are they going to come out fast? You know, how, how are they going to start start the game out? Uh, yeah, that would be definitely definitely interesting to see for me. And as I was looking at, at the program uh, here just a few minutes ago, something just, just caught my eye. I just thought it was interesting that Alamos won the last two years, and they also won the first two tournaments back in 1935 and 36. So yeah. I just, uh, I just thought that was interesting. Anyway, they're, they're definitely uh, going to try to go for for a three beat, but got got win got win this first one here tonight. So uh, definitely looking forward to seeing him do that. Yeah, I'm glad you uh, brought that up, Dominic, about uh, Stoplitz. You know, you can't even though they're not in the conference anymore, but you can't come into the gym and NTC week without thinking about them at least a little bit. You look on the past uh, champions; they're just littered with conference tournament titles. Uh, there, so it's kind of hard not to think about uh, the shoes when you come in here into the building. And uh, also, I think the rest, you know, it could be uh, both a good thing for the uh, perspective of the Indians as they were kind of uh, beaten, banged up a little bit. Uh, Dylan Elam, he was slowly trying to get back in the lineup, but uh, Eli Miller was uh, banged up with an ankle injury, and it didn't get to play a lot in the second half of that North Clay game, and uh, didn't even get to play a lot in the second half of the previous one. Uh, matchup there, and uh, Kane Davis, he didn't play at all against North Clay. He didn't even make the trip, I don't think, uh, in Louisville on a, for a couple of Fridays ago because of uh, an injury uh, that he had. He skied for a, a deflection, and he came down hard on his uh, side of there, and he was down there warming up, so it looks like everybody is uh, healthy in warm-up, so we'll see how it translates to uh, the actual live game, but I think it actually is a good thing. Uh, for the Indians to kind of use that as a little bit of a resting period as well. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, no, definitely. It's definitely a, 
definitely a good thing to use it use it as a resting period and uh you know hopefully hopefully that the you know, 11, 11 days off you know due to the due to the weather you know had some cancellations and stuff and they had to you know last night was supposed to be the opening night of the tournament but obviously because of all the ice and stuff in, in the area you know nobody you know for everybody's safety to you know decide to move uh move that game to tonight move move some things around you know and because uh, originally this, this game was supposed to be tomorrow night but uh, because of the cancellation you know and uh yoga playing chbc uh you know i had to move, move the games around to different nights and stuff but uh that's all right we're still here and uh go play some basketball here at the uh at the ntc tournament and uh yeah like you like you said travis you know you can't think about the conference tournament without mentioning, mentioning the, the shoes and just looking at here in the past tournament champions they uh looks like they they have a record for most tournament championships in a row from 83 to 88 six in a row yeah. uh definitely definitely hard definitely hard to do uh, uh so much talent in the area. So you know, great competition here at the uh, here in the uh, the NTC. And uh, but uh, definitely, uh, I'm sure somebody might do it again. But we'll we'll have to see. I'm going to look for a repeat here this year. But it starts here tonight, so uh, we'll just, we'll just see what both teams got. And I think, you know, like you said, uh, hopefully that layoff, you know, for uh, Alamont's a good thing. And yeah, it does look like everybody's out there warming out. Nobody's. Uh, Nobody's looking around or anything like that, or not practicing for Alamont or either one or two straws either. So hopefully both teams are full strength and uh, we have a great game here. It's been out for a little bit. Been Radel down there warming up as well. It's been dealing with a little bit of a back issue, uh, so maybe everybody got a nice rest uh, there and a full go uh, there. And if you look at the uh, past champions, Altamont, they did go back to back all the way back then in the 30s, but they've never three-peated uh, here. Of course, St. Anthony and Stopolis have their streaks that they've been on, but uh, as I see, Altamont has never three-peated uh, there, so uh, be interested to see if they can get there to a championship night. That's ultimately where they want to be, and who they'll meet there on a Saturday. No matter where they play, we'll have coverage for you here on a Jack FM, and it also so happens that it's a busy night here on our Cromwell stations as it's a busy night for Altamont Athletics in general. As it's the Lady Indians are also in action over on WCRA. As Eric Price got coverage over there. And speaking of the shoes, they're against Catopolis uh, tonight in the annual uh, game that the girls play during NTC week. And it just so happens because of the how the schedules uh, moved around that both teams are in action on our stations here this evening. So uh, we'll be uh, checking in, trying to get a score or two update there from town on the girls and how they're doing but it's about ready for the boys game to a tip off here between one to two straws and Altamont, the two seed versus the seven seed and we're going to step away for the national anthem and we'll be back after the national anthem for the starting lineups and the tip off of this game two of the ntc tournament here in Altamont. and the king of the national anthem is brought to you by stingley insurance agency and we'll be back after the anthem here with a tip off you're listening out my and basketball here on jack of them You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, 
Call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. This is Altamont High School Basketball on 100.5, 105.5 Jack FM. Welcome back in here to the 88th Annual National Trail Conference Tournament, and it's Altamont versus Winston's Two Straws tonight. She's a start of five first for the seventh seed. Two Straws had is coached by Shane Smith. They'll go with number 10, Connor Manhart. He's a 5'10", a senior. Number 12, Aiden Sayers. He's a 6'1", sophomore. Number 15, the guy to look out for for Windsor is Jackson Gurgle. He's a 6'1", a junior. Averaging about 17 points a game. Number 22, and Nathaniel Gracie, he's a 6'3 senior. And number 15, Brody Hendrickson, and he's a 6'2 senior. Again, it's Manhart, Sayers, Gurgle, Gracie, and Hendrickson for Windsor. Let's check out Altamont starting five as the number two seed, coached by John Nieberge, Coach Cool, and Coach Suko as well. Number 14, Eli Miller, a six-foot sophomore. Number 21, Dylan Elam, a 6'4 senior. Number 22, Caden Millville, a 6'2 sophomore. Number 24, Aiden McManway, a six-foot sophomore, or senior, excuse me, and number 42, Caden Miller, a six-five senior. Again, it's Eli Miller, Caden Miller, Elam, Melville, and McManway, a five-round And it's going to be Miller going to be going up against Gurgle, and Altamont wins the tip-off, and they'll be going right to left here to start this game. All right, South Altamont gets the tip-off. Hopefully get some points on the board and start off on the right foot. It's Millville here in the corner giving things over here to Elam. He'll fire over to McManaway here at the volleyball line. And McManaway will have it up top and pick it up, give it off to Elam. Now to Kaden Miller on the baseline. Makes a post move and gives it back out to Elam. And now Millville, or that's McManaway up top. To Eli in the middle and back out to Elam. He'll fire a three-pointer. Off no good, but Millville is there for the board. Out to Eli for three. First three points. Go to Eli Miller and Altamont. That's a nice job there by Kate Millville to get the uh, offensive rebound and keep keep the uh, keep the ball on their side and uh, allow Eli Miller to make that three, put Altamont up three points early. And McManaway tipped it out of bounds, so it'll stay right here with the two straws. I thought the Hatches were going to start with the turnover there, but instead it tipped. 
It's Gurgle with the ball. Wins it to Charles. Go left or right on your radio dial here to start the game. That is over there in the, the left side. And that was Manhart. They uh, dump it up high post for Hendrickson. And it looks to drive inside. Puts up the shot. No. Uh, there's going to be free throws coming for one to two straws. That's actually Gracie who had the ball. So Gracie will go to the line for two. Foul number 14, Eli Miller. This first team's first quarter. So first trip to the free throw line is wins two straws. Nathaniel Gracie. And a free throw is good. Or Gracie, so Winter is on the board. They trail three to one. And it'll be a Gracie at the free throw line for a second attempt. Second one up, and it's in and out, no good. Rebounded by Elon. So it goes one for two there for Gracie, and Altamont has the three to one lead. Millville cross court to Elam. And they'll dump it to Eli. Eli high post out to Millville here in the corner. He'll drive inside, and he took too many steps with the basketball. going to be a turnover to Windsor. First turnover tonight by uh, either either school. Hopefully Alamont doesn't have too many of those tonight. Hopefully not. It'll be a Manhart bringing it up, and Eli's going to be picking him up at half court. And a Manhart. As here across the timeline and gets things over there to uh, Gracie here on the left wing. And uh, Gracie trying to get it over to uh, Gurgle, the Manway trying to make it difficult. But uh, Gurgle picks up his dribble now, looks to get it off, finds Meinhart here in between the circles. He drives to his left and was cut off by Eli. And uh, now it's going to be a, a jumper was off by Sayers. And it's going to rebound it by Altma. And Elon the other way. Layup is good around Gracie. And Elam, it makes it five to one. Earl sends McMahon away, flying, and Elam had to switch out on it. And now they'll swing it here, and it's going to be a three-pointer by Henderson. It's no good, but the rebound is going to be controlled by Gracie. And deep three from Manhard. It's off, no good, and it's tipped, and it's off of the hatchet. And out of bounds here to Alphamont. Hendrickson got his hand on it. I have to say, so far for uh, both teams, they've got they've got some nice nice ball movement going. Looking for looking for the open man, whether it be on the outside or outside or inside. So, uh, we'll see straws over two so far as the team three and Alamont's one for two. He finds Eli in the corner for three. Yes, another three for Eli Miller, and it's eight to one now. Two for two behind the arc so far. Manhart. Here in between the circles, dribbles to his left, and he dribbles around and still can't find open space. Gives it off of there to Hendrickson, and now they'll swing it over to a Gurgle. Gurgle gets free, and he picks it up again. And now Hendrickson will swing it on the perimeter there into the corner. And that Sayers, they're going to be tipped by McManaway. He's winning the backcourt, but that's okay. And they get it over there, and it's tipped and stolen away by McManaway. Elam lobs for Kata Miller, but couldn't get it down and gets it off to Elam, and then there's going to be a reach-in foul on Windsor. Foul's on Nathaniel Gracie, his first, team's first. And Coach Shane Smith wants a timeout, and we'll take a quick one as well. It's 8-1, Altamont River lead, and we'll be back in 30 
You're listening to the NTC Tournament here on Jack FM. It's not just furniture. It's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. We're back to more Altamont Indians basketball on 100.5 and 105.5 Jack FM. Back here at the NTC tournament in the corner. Elam for three and banks it home. Elam gets into the fun with a three-pointer. And it's 11-1 Altamont. Three for four from three-point range so far for the Indians tonight. And it's picked off by Caden Miller. Read the pass beautifully. And they go in coast-to-coast. Layup can't finish. And it's going to be tipped out. There to Gracie on the rebound. He tries to go coast to coast. Layup is good for Gracie. He's got all three points for the Hatchets. It's 11 to 3. That was a nice steal by, by uh, Caden Miller for Alamont there. He just, just like he was a safety or something on the football field. Yeah, he jumped was. right out in front of that pass. McManaway drives. He'll dish off the Elam in the corner again. Same spot. That was too long. Rebounded by Millville, though. Offensive board, Altamont. Kaden Miller cuts to the basket. Goes up and under. Layup is good. And Kaden Miller's first two points. It's 13-3. to Well, so far for Altamont, doesn't look like they have any, any rust at all from no. their 11-day 11, 11 uh, stretch of, you know, no games. Absolutely not. Manhart's going to step into a three-pointer. Can't knock it down and rebounded by McManoway. McManoway trying to run with it there, and now it's slow it down. Now Eli up top, back to McManaway. He's open for three. Can't get it to fall, but Millville there for another offensive rebound. His putback is no good, but he is fouled. So Cade Millville going to the line for two shots. Cade Millville, three offensive rebounds so far tonight. That fouls on uh, number 50, Hendrickson, for which is he draws his first team second. Millville has done a great job filling in when Elam was out with injuries and a great job of rebounding for a guard and showing it here early on. Made the free throw, makes it 14-3. to And Hatchets made a substitution there. And uh, Melville's two, or his the free throw is also good, two for two there. And it's Ryland Rinker checking in for with the two straws. And Melville takes the seed and uh, Davis is in. And the fake, we'll be talking about Melville for a couple more years. He's only a sophomore, so. Yeah, he's been uh, great as a sophomore. For sure. And it's going to be Gracie giving things over there to a gurgle. And now Manhart swings it over there. It's a long two-pointer, and it's going to be off. And it's going to be uh, an offense, or a foul on Altamont trying to get the rebound. Charles on Dylan, Dylan is first, team second. 2.56 to go here in the opening quarter. Altamont leads 15 to 3. And Winter will look to inbound it underneath the basket. Still can't find anybody. Finds Manhart in the corner. Now back out of there to Rinker. Now going over to Gracie and they find a Gurgle. And a Gurgle goes all the way to the hole. Had it blocked by Caden Miller. And it's going to be loose ball. And it's going to go to Eli. And there's going to be 
a foul as Winter was trying to tie it up there. Instead, they're going to get the foul. Fouls on 15, Jackson Gurgle, his first team third. And so Alec Yarhouse will come in and give it Elam a break. And I think they're actually uh, wondering who that foul was on because uh, Gurgle was nowhere near the play, and it looked like it was Raker, number 13, instead of 15. But they gave it to Gurgle. We'll see if they change it. But I think that was a mistake. Eli finds Tatum Miller up and lets the layup short. They even got blocked by the rim there. And rebounded by Gurgle. They're into the corner. As Gracie will drive, goes all the way to the hole. Can't get it to go, but he's going to go to the free throw line as he was fouled. So Gracie will go back to the free throw line for the second time tonight. Fouls on Yarhouse, yeah, his first. Album on third. And Gracie's free throw, good. 2.20 to go. Uh, now Windsor trails 15-4. And a Gracie's a second free throw. Beyond the way, and it's back iron and rebounded by Eli. All the points so far have come from, or come from Gracie. Our house over to Eli. Eli picks up a screen there from McManoway and gives it off to Aiden. Coming up on two minutes to go here in the opening quarter. Yarhouse here left side. And now McManoway at the top of the key gives it to Eli Miller. He tries to get free, finds Yarhouse. Extra pass to Kata Miller. Spinning around in the lane, and he puts it up, and there's going to be a travel. So Kata Miller's going to be a call for the travel and a turnover to the Hatches. Alamont's second turnover. Windsor Seastraws has two turnovers as well. And it'll be Manhart bringing the ball up. Winter trails there, 15-4, minute 45 to go in the opening quarter. Manhart over there to Gracie, around the right wing. Now they find Gurgle at the top of the key. Drives, puts it up, had it blocked by McManaway. Last touch by Altamont, so they'll stay right here with Windsor. And Dylan Elam comes back into the game. Caden Miller and Eli Miller both take a seat. And Ben Radel is back in there. We're returning to action, so I see Ben back in the lineup. And a Manhart thought about a deep three, but instead they're going to call an offensive foul. They're going to call it on Altamont, actually. Second on Dylan Elam, his and team fourth, so definitely a guy you don't want to get too many fouls on, so he takes the seat. Yeah, so he's got two on him. And Bilbo had to come back in the game. And uh, they'll inbound on the baseline. Will the Hatches, they get it back to Gurgle here on the left wing. And now they go down low. Rinker puts it up. No good. And battle for the loose ball. Goes out to Radel as he rips it away. And Radel needs some help back here. And Melville has to go. Gets it across the timeline. And now gets it over to McManaway at the Indian logo. And uh, Melville wasn't ready for the pass. A turnover. And it's going to be... Uh, Gracie is going to be a blocking foul. As Gracie came bowling down the lane. And instead, it's going to be a foul on Eli. Actually, going to give it to Radel. Radel's first, team's fifth of the quarter, so we'll be going to the free throw line. And now they finally realize it, so 
Gracie back to the free throw line for his third trip here in the first quarter. He's two for four so far tonight. Free throw up, and that one was back iron too strong. And Yarhouse will take a seat, and Eli and Kaden Miller will both come in. McManaway will take a seat. Minute five to go here in the opening quarter. Altamont leads 15-4. But uh, Gracie trying to change that. Trying to get within 10. Free throw up, and it's no good as well. And Eli pulls down the rebound. So over two there for Gracie. And it's a high pass for Radel. And it's going to be another turnover by Altamont. Over to Windsor. I know they're up 15-4, but I want to uh, be careful in these turnovers. They've got four already. Yeah, it seems like they've made those three-pointers, but it's kind of slowed down ever since. Yeah, I know. You're right. So it'll be Gurgle bringing it across the timeline, and gets it there on the right side to a Gracie. Now Maynard going to take a three-pointer a couple of feet beyond the arc and rebounded by Eli on the miss. 40 seconds left in the opening quarter. Eli Miller brings it up here. He'll hand off to a Millville. He'll dribble here on the arc, and now go over to Davis. Davis, free throw line jumper, good. Katie into the game, and he hits a two-pointer at 17-4. That was nice. That was just a nice shot by, by Davis there. Just stopped the free throw line and popped it up and in. As the gurgle gets the ball here back at the free throw, at the volleyball line, actually. It's 15 seconds left. And it's gurgle calling out a screen. He gets it. And he goes around, but can't get the give and go. Gracie has it with five seconds left. Now Gurgle with it. He's trying to break free, and he gets it off there to Winker at the buzzer. And out, no good. And that'll do it for the first quarter. So after one quarter of play, here in game number two, the NCC tournament, it's out to month 17. Wins is two straws, four. And we'll be back in a minute. You're listening to the NCC tournament here on Jack of M. Make cleanup easy with the new Whirlpool dishwasher. You won't have leftover dishes to hand wash with the flexibility to fit tall items in the adjustable upper rack and room for 14 place settings. Plus, you can skip scrubbing and pre-rinsing when you use the boost cycle. Shop Rogers Home Appliances to see how Whirlpool dishwashers can help you manage your family's mealtime messes. Rogers Home Appliances, located at 115 North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. Based out of Altamont, Illinois, Jared Nelson Trucking is a local company that can take care of all large or small hauling jobs you may have. They haul rock, grain, fertilizer, and many other commodities. Don't hesitate. Call them today at 618-322-6441 for a price estimate. Jared and Bethany Nelson and the entire Nelson Trucking crew would like to wish the Indians the best of luck. Jared Nelson Trucking is a proud supporter of Altamont Indians basketball. You're listening to Altamont High School Basketball on Jack FM. Welcome back here to the annual National Trail Conference Tournament. It's Altamont leading wins of two straws after one quarter, 17-4. And as Scott Beal just announced there, that they did change the foul from a gurgle. As now he has none, and it was Rinker should have been called there. So nice that they corrected that there and adjust accordingly. So it'll be a Windsor with the ball to start off this second quarter. They trail pretty big here, 17-4. Gurgle takes a contested jumper. It was too long, and no one else touched it. And there it's going to be out of bounds to Altamont. That was a nice call by you too, Travis, because I know you said that originally. You thought that uh, 
Brinker was in the area and Gurgle was not. So, anyway, airball by uh, Winston Sue Straws out of my lead 17 4, and all four points were done by Nathaniel Gracie for Winston Sue Straws. And so it'll be Eli Miller with it. Now gives it over to Kaden Miller. Jump shot is no good and rebounded in there by Gracie. One and all tonight, and uh, there's going to be a three-pointer by Winston Sue Straws. It's off no good. That was there. There was the attempt. And now it'll be Davis over to um, Kata Miller, and hook shot is no good. A couple players come crashing in, and there's going to be a foul on the hatchet on the floor, so it'll be out of bounds inbounding for Altamont. Give them a little check back in, and Davis will take a seat. The Eli one bounds on the baseline. Eli immediately gets it back after a handoff from Elam. Can't make the three-pointer. And a three-bounded there by Sayers. Sayers the other way, trying to go coast-to-coast. Layup is good. Raiden Sayers. 17-6 now. McManaway all the way up the floor, and he just backed his way all the way down in there. And there's going to be a foul on the hatches. That's going to send Aiden McManaway to the free throw line. Fouls on Brody Hendrickson, his second, he's first in quarter. Aiden McManaway makes his first trip to the line tonight. And McManaway's free throw good. Makes it 18 to 6. Colton Bridges that checks in uh, for the hatches, and uh, Hendrickson takes the seat. So to be Manaway, still a shooting for a second foul shot. Nice. Second one on the way, up and good. Two for two there for McManaway. His first two points, and it's 19 to six. Gurgle. Picks it up here in the backcourt, and he has to do something with it. Finds Manhart. Finally gets it into the front court. Manhart is over there to Gracie underneath, wide open. And the layup was way too strong. And uh, that was going to be by Bridges, I believe. Actually, that was a Sayers. And Altamont calls the timeout. We'll take a quick timeout as well. You're listening to the NTC tournament here on Jack FM. We put people first at People's Bank and Trust. We are here to serve our community and are pleased to encourage our consumers to grow with us. Whether it's lending or investing for college, home, or retirement, we are here to serve you. It's easy and convenient to do a lifetime of banking with People's Bank and Trust. We have offices in Altamont, Charleston, Pena, Springfield, Taylorville, Morrisonville, Palmyra, Tower Hill, Waverly, and Whitehall. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, People's Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of the Altamont Indians. This is Altamont High School Basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. McManaway in transition and nails a three in the corner. Three ball corner pocket for McManaway. And it's 22 to six. Nothing but net there for McManaway. And it's going to be nearly picked off, but they're going to say no one else touched it, so it's out of bounds. Knocked out from on. Radio thought about grabbing that one. Yeah. But he didn't. Uh, he thought better of it. He didn't want to fumble it. He out on him. So. 
Next minute to go here in the first half. Altamont with a big advantage so far here in round one, 22-6. McMahon away with it, gets it across half court, nearly lost it, but gets the back, dribble back. Millville going all the way to the hole, throws it up. No, but he is fouled. So Millville will go back to the line. The second trip tonight. Fouls on 10, Connor Manhart, his first team second of the quarter. So Millville at the line for his first one is off the front of the rim, no good. Up coming in as the Bridges will take his seat and uh, Ryland Rinker will check back in. So Millville at the line for his second one. And Millville's the second one on the way up, and that one's good. One for two for Millville, hitting the second free throw. It's 23-6. to six. Dangerous inbounds pass over the shoulder grab by Gurgle. He finally lost it. And a turnover again by Windsor. And it's Eli the other way. He drives baseline, and it's cut off. And it's up top back to McManaway. And Altamont will work some offense. And McManaway. Directs traffic here. And he still has it here at the Altamont logo. Backdoor cut to Millville. Throw Bounces off no good. And a battle for the loose ball. And it's going to go against Altamont. And so it'll be Windsor with basketball. Fouls on Ben Radel at this second. And his first in the quarter. So ben will have to take a seed. And Kaden uh, Miller will have to check back in. Ben Radel and uh, Dillonina both have two fouls for Altamont. And it's knocked away by McManaway trying to get it to Gurgle. And it's going to be out of bounds. Stays right here with one of two straws. Uh, Aiden McManaway has been uh, the guy who's been drawing the assignment to guard Jackson Gurgle. And there's going to be a timeout for Coach Smith. And it is going to be a, a 30, so we'll take a quick 30 as well. You're listening to the NTC Tournament here on Jack FM. When you're looking for that perfect company gift for your employees, where do you go? When you need custom t-shirts for that 5K or family reunion, who do you think of? When you need logo design, corporate apparel, or headwear, who can you rely on? Hi, I'm Don Burrow, owner and manager of Promark Advertising in Altamont. My staff and I, with our combined 25 years experience, are here to meet all your custom apparel and promotional product needs. Orders big and small, we do them all. Call Promark Advertising at 618-483-6025 or visit our showroom located north of I-70 in Altamont. This is Altamont High School Basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to uh, Altamont High School, the ATC uh, tournament. And currently right now, 5.15 to go here in the first half. It's Altamont with a lead of 23-6 here against one two strongs. Following us, I see down there to our left is Dietrich and a South Central, both awaiting up here uh, their turn in the next game of the night. And it's going to be uh, Gracie going all the way to the hole, and he was too far underneath the basket. Rebounded by Elon, goes coast to coast, can't get the layup to go, but he is going to go to the free throw line. So Dylan Elam will go to shoot two free throws. Connor Manhart, the second, team's third of the quarter. So 
Elam will be going for his trip, first trip tonight. Free throw in and out, no good. So still a 23-6 game, a 4-58 to go in the first half. And we got a Blaze Rudine coming in. Great name. They're Blaze with two Zs, by the way. I saw that. It's <laughs> different, different way to spell it. And it's going to be a second free throw good for Dylan Elam. So one for two there. And it's 24 to six. And it's going to be dangerous pass nearly picked off in a double coverage. But Gurgle gets it down over to Gracie. And he drives to his left. And they're going to call a blocking foul. And that's going to be, a, I think, the third on Elam. Yep. Yep. Thirteen seconds. So that'll have uh, Davis coming back in. KD making a sub for Elam. And it'll be Windsor taking out underneath the basket in front of the cheerleading squad. Gracie with it here on the left side. And they'll get things over there to a Sayers. He can't find anyone to pass it to. And he finally hands off to a Gracie. And they say it was tipped by McManoway as it came all the way in the backcourt. Gurgle will dribble to his left. And since McManoway crashed into the floor, step back three is good for Gurgle. And that's his first point of the night. It's 24-9. Calabon fans are wanting to, wanting to foul there on Gurgle, but uh, not happening. No. And so it'll be uh, Millville. Picking up the basketball here on the left side. And it's going to be stolen away. They're trying to get it up top. Gurgle with the interception. And a Gurgle gives it off to a Gracie. Hop step in the lane. He puts it up. High off the glass. No. And rebounded by Millville. And there's going to be a foul. As a Gracie was guarding Millville all the way up the floor. And so it's going to be another foul on Gracie. Gracie second. Team team fourth of the quarter. Uh, one more will send Alphamon on the bonus. Windsor Sue Straw is still uh, still single digits here with nine points yeah. halfway through the second quarter. Yeah, it's been uh, tough going offensively for them. Sure has. Manaway will get it up top to Eli Miller over to Millville here on the right wing. Tries a little shake and bake. And it goes to his right, goes all the way, throws it up. No, Kaden Miller pulls down the board, and he puts it up too strong. And it's going to be two points for Kaden Miller, 26-9. Doing what he does best. Clean, clean it up, put it back in. And it's picked off. Gurgle lost it. Another turnover for the Hatches. Eli the other way. Layup, kick it, the ball. Kaden tries to clean up the miss. Nobody gets his own miss back. And he's six and back up and in. And one for Kaden Miller. The high motor for him just never stopped. And it's going to be... A, an and one opportunity for Caden Miller. Fouls on uh, Raker. That's going to be his second fifth foul of the quarter for the Hatches. So I'll send Caden Miller to the free throw line. So Manhart had to come back in uh, there. We got Manhart, Raker, Gracie, and Hendrickson all with two fouls and one And Hendrickson can also back in there as well. And one free throw is good for. Kata Miller, and that makes it a 20-point lead, 29-9 for Altamont. About 3.15 to go here in the second quarter. And it's going to be nearly picked off by Davis again. But it's going to be the dribble kept by Verdine. They go down low, gurgle extra pass, puts it up, no good off the front of the rim. 
And, Mel- and Melville with the rebound. That was the Sayers with a miss. McManaway, touch pass to Caden Miller up and in. For Caden Miller, two more for him. And it's 31 to 9. It's just going to be nearly lost it, but Manhart gets it over to Gurgle. Gurgle dribbles to his left, spins to his right, goes inside, puts it up against Caden Miller. He goes in and out, no good, but there's going to be a foul there on Altamont, so Jackson will be shooting free throws here. First foul on Caden Miller, team's third of the quarter. So, Gurgle will be at the line, and shooting two, and the free throw is good. And finally, Windsor in double figures, 31 to 10 now. Millville takes the seed, and Radel checks back in. Gracie's also back in. And it was uh, Verdine taking his seat. So Jackson Gurgle standing there at the charity stripe for a second one, and the second attempt is also good. That makes it a 20-point game again, 31-11. 2.35 to go in the first half. As they go to Davis here on the right wing. Anna Davis looks to pass it, gets it to Radel up top. Now McManaway calls for it. He goes all the way inside. A little layup was too strong. Caden with a follow up and in. Two more points for Caden Miller. Double figures now is 33-11. 11 points, two rebounds for Caden Miller. Tied one just two straws on himself. Picked right. off by Davis. And they can't keep the bucket. And they do. Davis somehow throws it off. Hendrickson. And it'll be Altamont basketball after all. Wow. That was an incredible effort there by Caden Davis when he went flying out of bounds and threw it off of Hendrickson, like you said, Travis. That was an incredible effort by him. Yeah, what an effort by KD. As, uh, they'll go to McManaway, and now Yarhouse is into the game as well. And McManaway has it here on the left side. Under two to go here in the first half. Up top to Davis for three-pointer. And now no good for KD. And rebounded by Jackson Gurgle. And another knockaway by Davis. And it's going to be into the black seat, so it's going to be Windsor inbounding there on the sideline. Cold Bridges comes back in for Windsor, and McManaway will take a seat, and Eli Miller will come back in. 1.40 to go here in the first half. Gurgle has it here on the right wing. He'll dribble around Eli. He puts it up, takes a couple of bounces, and takes a kind bounce for Gurgle. And it's 33-13. to 13. Yeah, what's your two straws? Not, uh, not having much luck offensively here tonight. But that one was a that, good that lucky was, bounce. That was a good one. And they're trying to hit Radel in the high post, but it was out of bounds, so it'll be a turnover to win the two straws. So Ryland Rinker will check back in. And a Gracie will be the one sitting down for the hatches. So we got a minute 19 here in the first. Half, that is. Gurgle will bring it up the floor. Being watched closely by Eli all the way up the floor. And a Gurgle directing traffic down, wants to isolate. And now picks up a screen there. And they go up top there. Manhart throws up the shot. Good. Manhart with his first two, 33-15, under a minute to go in the first half. 
Eli with it up top in between the circles. High post for Kata Miller. Backdoor cut to Yarhouse. Layup up and in. Where Alex? Nice backdoor cut by Yarhouse. And it's 35-15. A nice pass there by Kate Miller. I think he might went off the shoe maybe of a Windsor Seastraw player. Gurgle finished to the lefty layup. Got it nonetheless. left. 35-17. Yarhouse the other way with 20 seconds left. And trying to get it back to Eli Miller. is picked off by Jackson Gurgle. Spin around. Puts it up, no good, and no foul. And Caden Miller pulls down the rebound, and it's going to be a timeout for Coach Nieberge. And uh, so uh, Coach Nieberge will call the timeout, and uh, will take a timeout as well. 13.9 left to go in the half, and we'll be back in 30 seconds. You're listening to the NTC Tournament here on Jack FM. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're a part of the community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our customers. We know that every situation is unique, and our goal is to understand yours, so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call your local Country Financial representative, Nick Patton, today at 618-483-5020 to talk about how we can help ensure that the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what. It looks like. You're listening to Altamont High School Basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back in here to the NTC Tournament 88th Annual NTC Tournament here in round one. It's Altamont leading 35-17 over wins of two straws with 13.9 left. And it'll be uh, the Indians inbounding. Now I'll have to go to the full length of the floor with it here with less than 14 seconds. Millville will have it. He'll be the one bringing it up. Gets it across into the front court now. Seven seconds. Millville trying to find someone to pass to. He gives it to Kata Miller. Three seconds left. Millville fires at the buzzer. And it's no good. And so that'll do it. For one half of play. South Mount 35. One two strong with 17. And we'll be back here at the halftime report. We'll take a look at the first half sets, as well as we'll tell you what else is happening here at the NTC tournament, what happened in game one, and we'll tell you about the rest of the schedule for the remainder of the week. And we'll see if that Altamont and uh, T-Town girls game started yet. I know they were doing senior night festivities uh, there this evening for the shoes. So uh, we'll check in on that one as well, if that one has begun yet. So here at the half, it is 35-17. Altman with the lead. And we'll be back here for the halftime report at the 88th Annual National Trail Conference Tournament here on Jack Event. Based out of Altamont, Illinois, Jared Nelson Trucking is a local company that can take care of all large or small hauling jobs you may have. They haul rock, grain, fertilizer, and many other commodities. Don't hesitate. Call them today at 618-322-6441 for a price estimate. Jared and Bethany Nelson and the entire Nelson Trucking crew would like to wish the Indians the best of luck. Jared Nelson Trucking is a proud supporter of Altima Indians basketball. It's not just furniture, it's about the stories that each space of your home tells. 
Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. We put people first at People's Bank and Trust. We are here to serve our community and are pleased to encourage our consumers to grow with us. Whether it's lending or investing for college, home, or retirement, we are here to serve you. It's easy and convenient to do a lifetime of banking with People's Bank and Trust. We have offices in Altamont, Charleston, Pena, Springfield, Taylorville, Morrisonville, Palmyra, Tower Hill, Waverly, and Whitehall. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, People's Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of the Altamont Indians. When you're looking for that perfect company gift for your employees, where do you go? When you need custom t-shirts for that 5K or family reunion, who do you think of? When you need logo design, corporate apparel, or headwear, who can you rely on? Hi, I'm Don Burrow, owner and manager of Promark Advertising in Altamont. My staff and I, with our combined 25 years experience, are here to meet all your custom apparel and promotional product needs. Orders big and small, we do them all. Call Promark Advertising at 618-483-6025 or visit our showroom located north of I-70 in Altamont. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're a part of the community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our customers. We know that every situation is unique, and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call your local Country Financial representative, Nick Patton, today at 618-483-5020 to talk about how we can help ensure that the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Welcome into the Halftime Report for Altamont Indians Basketball. Welcome back here to halftime of game number two of the 88th Annual National Trail Conference Tournament. This one's the matchup between the two-seed Altamont Indians and seven-seed Windsor Sioux Falls Hatchets. Currently here at the half, it's Altamont with a lead of 35-17 over Windsor Sioux Falls. And it is uh, currently uh, right now, Altamont, and they uh, started off the game good. We thought uh, what, it, what it would look like uh, with uh, such a big layoff uh, like it was. And it initially was uh, started out hot with those three-point shots falling down. And the game kind of settled in uh, from there with both teams. But uh, Altamont kind of had uh, taken advantage of some of those turnovers uh, that uh, Windsor had there in uh, the uh, opening half here as well, so that's uh, kind of what has gotten them in front, and a pretty solid uh, two opening quarters here in the first game of the tournament for the Indians, and uh, Windsor did have a better second quarter in uh, that one. They scored 13, and they only scored four there after one quarter, so a lot better effort there in the second quarter. At least the shot started to fall uh, for them 
for Windsor at least. And uh, the uh, game previously, uh, due to the uh, weather last night, that game was postponed until the uh, beginning of the night tonight, and it was kind of Eric City matching up with Nioga, and it was counted with the win of 53-49. Got tight there late, but uh, Cowden pulled it off there, and uh, they uh, uh, win over Nioga. So, Count Eric Beecher City will slide into the uh, championship uh, side of the uh, bracket, and uh, they will meet oh, just the number one seed and number one team in the Associated Press and the uh, Nesto ranking as well as St. Anthony Bulldogs. And uh, that game is actually be uh, tomorrow night at uh, 6.15. And uh, then uh, following that game uh, will be uh, St. Elmo Brownstown matched up with the uh, five-seed uh, North Clay Cardinals. And uh, that game will also be tomorrow as well as basically every game that was supposed to happen today got shifted to uh, tomorrow uh, there. And uh, Dietrich and South Central will be following us uh, here in this uh, kind of the bottom half of the uh, bracket here in the NTC and uh, Nioga, uh, they will uh, slide to the uh, consolation side and uh, they'll slide to the uh, Thursday matchup and uh, they'll match up against the uh, uh, loser of the tonight's contest here between Altamont here and which is too strong as well. So uh, Thursday through Saturday, the schedule remains the same, uh, but due uh, to some of the weather, had to change the first two nights uh, here. Instead of two games, we get three games uh, here this evening. So far, so good for Altamont leading 35-17 here at the half, Dominic. Yeah, definitely so far so good for, for Altamont. Uh, I know uh City draws definitely had a better second quarter, and uh, Coach Steve Reed called a few timeouts to discuss some things. Sure, you know, Altamont uh, does have seven turnovers, and Winston City draws four, so you know, definitely not a perfect game for them. They need to clean some stuff up, but they are uh, leveled up with the two draws here, uh, 35-17. So uh, let's take a look at the first half stats. First of all, for uh, Alamont, Alec Yarhouse, he's one for one from the field with uh, two points. Kate Davis is one for one from the field. And over one from three-point range with two points. Eli Miller is over one from the field. And two for three from three-point range with six points. Dylan Elam's one for two from the field. And one for three from three-point range. And one for two from the free throw line with six points. Cade Millville, 0 for three from the field. 0 for one from three-point range. And three for four from the free throw line with three points. Aiden Vanway, 0 for one from the field. 1 for two from three-point range. And two for two from the free throw line for five points. Uh, Radel's played, but has not scored. And big man down below, Caden Miller, he's 5 for 10 from the field. And uh, 1 for 1 from the free throw line with 11 points for Alphonse Cole of uh, 35 points. Alphonse team their 8 of 19 from the free throw line, or excuse me, from the field. 8 of 19 from the field, 4 for 10 from the three point range. 7 of 9 from the free throw line. For uh, 77%. As we look at uh, Winter Sea Straws, they got scores of 4 and 13 for 17 points. Connor Mainhart, 1 for 1 from the field, and over 3 from 3 point range with uh, 2 points. Aiden Thayer's 1 for 4 from the field, and over. 
Uh, Daniel Gracie there for the longest five. He was doing one and four. He's uh, one for seven from the field and uh, two for six from the free throw line with four points. Uh, Henderson has uh, he's over one from the three point line. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, one of two straws in the team, five of nineteen from the field, and one of six from three point range, sixteen percent, and four of eight from the free throw line, and five of nineteen. Field for Wednesday Street Straws to restart the second half. Outbound will start off with the ball going left to right on your radio dial here in the second half. As it's the starters out there for Outbound, as Elam has it straight on three pointer in and out, no good. And the long rebound is going to be loose as McManaway comes in there and tries for the tie up. And they'll call a jump ball and ultimate possession arrow. The, fa- the arrow is in favor of Wednesday Street Straws. So it'll be uh, Manhart there starting with the ball. is Trying to get a backdoor cut to a gurgle, but it was knocked away by McManaway. So it'll stay right here with the hatchet. Nice effort there by McManaway to try to, uh, try, to get, try to get to that one. As it have a gurgle inbounding there on the baseline, and it's going to be nearly picked off, but instead Henderson gets it down and Gurgle loses the ball momentarily, but they'll swing it around here to Gracie here in the right corner, picking up a screen there. And a strong to the hole as Sayers lost it on the way up. Millville with it, and he's going coast to coast. Layup good for Millville. Two points for him, and it's 37-17. Leads back to 20. And it's going to be knocked away, but it's going to stay right here with the ones and two straws. That was a nice effort there on Millville in that last, uh, last possession there to uh, take it away and take it coast to coast. As it'll be a, a gurgle inbounding there on the baseline. And uh, he was looking for someone to pass to, and he gets it in there complete. As it's going to be uh, Gracie with it here on the right wing. And down low, backdoor cut was red by Eli Miller, and it was knocked away. So it stays right here with one to two strongs. Gurgle will inbound here on the baseline. And it's going to be inbounded there to Gracie. Gracie puts it up. Short little hook shot. It's good. There are four Gracies. First for the first time in a while. Was, for a while, he was the first one scoring. But. Yeah, six points a game. Yeah, but he's the first quarter. Eli Miller makes another three in the corner. Three ball corner pocket. All of his points have come on three pointers. It's 40 to 19. Three Step back. Four. Step back three, Manhart answers with a three of his own. A three-point shootout here. It's 40-22. to 22. Eli Miller is three for four from three-point range. Manhart, one for, one for four points. Across the three point range. High post for Kata Miller over back to Millville here on the right wing. Millville holds on to it. Eli's open again for three, and he missed that one. But it's rebounded by Hero. His cutback is no good. And the rebound is going to be snatched away by Manhart there underneath. And two of those players in the area is Caden or Elam. And they're going to give it on Caden Miller. That's his second. Alamont's first of the quarter. And that would have been Elam's fourth. Yeah, it would have been. He picked that up. So it'll be 
inbounded there, and it'll be a, a Gracie bringing it across the timeline. Nearly stolen away, but Manar here on the right side. He'll hand off there to a Gurgle, and Gurgle floated in the lane up and in for Gurgle. And it's 40 to 24. He's in double digits now with 11. And Elam backs down uh, Gurgle, and he'll pass it back out to uh, Kaden Miller at the free throw line. He'll dribble past the defense, layup up and in for Kaden Miller. He's got 13, and it's 42 24. Doing what he does best, taking it up and in. And it'll be a Manhart picked off by McManaway. Tried to save her from going out. Instead, it'll stay right here at the Wizards Two Straws. I got to give it to McManaway. Definitely, he's done a great job uh, defensively going after those loose balls. Him and, him and Millville and Caden uh, Davis tonight, they, they definitely uh, some ball hawks going after those loose balls and trying to get steals and takeaways. And like I said, uh, McManaway has been the one guarding uh, Gurgle all night. Yeah. Majority of the night. There's times where Eli's been on him, but Gurgle's got the ball now. Throws it up. No good. And it's going to be out as Elam can't uh, maintain possession. So it'll be a one to two straws ball. As it'll be a Gurgle taking out onto the baseline there. And uh, Gurgle looking for someone to get it in. Gets it in to a Gracie. Under five to go here in the third. 42-24 out Mont. Manhart's going to take another fadeaway three. It was an air ball. Rebounded by Kaden Miller. Millville up to Eli. They find Elam in the corner. Down low to Kaden Miller. And it puts it up strong up and in on a short little hook. By Miller, it's 44-24. Back to 20 for Altamont. They might as well just put him a desk in like walls like an office down there for him. Absolutely. It's going to be a Gracie with it. Now they'll go over to Hendrickson. He's going to pass it over there, but no one was over there. It was right, and Gurgle goes all the way to the hole and puts it up and in. That's a nice acrobatic shot there by Gurgle. Yeah. As it'll be Elam in the corner. They'll swing it around on the perimeter. McManaway fakes the three and passes it back out to Eli back to McManaway here at the top of the key. And McManaway will back it back out. Under four to go here in the third. Eli dribbles and had it, lost it on the way up. And it's going to go out of bounds. It went to two straws. Just lost it on the layup. Yeah, just, uh, just lost, lost control there. Out of bounds on Eli. Nothing. Really nothing he could do there. Just lost control. So it'll be Manaway taking a seat and KD, Caden Davis back in. 3.45 to go. The Hatchets with the ball, but they're down big on the scoreboard. 44-26. As it's a Gracie with it here on the right wing. Picking up a screen there from Breaker. Now Manhart for three. It's too strong and rebounded by Caden Miller. Long outlet pass to Millville. Didn't connect. It was picked off by Manhart. The Reeker. Working it around here to Manhart. He'll fire another three-point attempt. It goes in and out. No good. And the battle for the rebound is going to be saved from out of bounds by Kata Miller. Millville off with a nice baseball pop. Eli Miller up and in. Wow, what an outlet pass. The lead back to 20 for Alcimont. Eli Miller in double figures. His first bucket outside with three-pointers tonight. As it'll be uh, Millville calling out or uh, 
That'd be Gurl calling out a screen, and he lost it. Just lost with a dribble, and it'll be out of bounds. Back to Altamont. Yeah, he's trying to bring, trying to bring it back up. Yeah, just uh, ran into an Altamont player and lost the dribble. And again, nothing really much he could do there. Yarhouse will check back in, and Eli Miller will take a seat. And Elam will be uh, bringing up 2.45 to go here in the third. 20-point lead for the Indians, 46-26. Kata Miller fakes the handoff and hands off instead to Elam, trying to get it back to Kata Miller, but it was picked off by Wins Too Strong. Gurgle goes, hop step in the lane, puts it up, up and in for Gurgle. And it's 46 28. And Yarhouse with it here on the left wing. And Yarhouse gives it back to Elam. Elam with it here at the volleyball line, and he'll back it out. Yarhouse. Doing things over here in Millville, left side, down low to Elam, puts it up, count in the foul for Dylan Elam. He'll go to the line for the old-fashioned three-point play. Fouls on Jackson Gurgle, his first, team's first quarter. So it'll be uh, Millville taking a seat and McManaway coming back in. That's right, that's Gurgle's first foul after they changed it. So I already marked that down. Don't need to mark it down again. And a Sayers comes back in for Wins Two Straws. Manhart will take a seat. And so Elam will be at the line for his and one. It's up and no good. Battle for the rebound goes to McManaway. And Altamont will reset on the offensive boards, and Davis lost it out of bounds. Maybe took his eye off of the ball just for a second and lost it out of bounds. Turnover to Windsor is too strong. Altamont's third turnover here of the second half. They've got the 10 overall, Windsor is too strong, five. As it'll be a, a Sayers going all the way to the hole was cut off, and he's fouled by Altamont. So... The inbounds to win two straws. As Gurgle will inbound it there on the baseline. A minute 53 to go. It was tipped out by McManaway. They're trying to get it in the Gracie, but they'll stay right here in Windsor. A minute 53 to go. As it's Gracie here on the right corner. And he'll dribble past Elam, and he puts it up and in. Gracie for two, and it's 48-30. McManaway goes all the way, and there's going to be a blocking foul. And he was in the act of shooting, so McManaway will go to the free throw line. Fouls on the 21 Bridges, his first, team second. So McManaway at the line. Second trip tonight. Free throw is good. And that makes it a 19-point game, 49-30. Eli Miller checks back in, and Elam sits down. Manaway is the second free throw on the way. It's no good, but Rado pulls them off with the rebound. Out to Yarhouse for three, yes! Alec Yarhouse connects on a three-pointer, and it's 52-30. Nice job there by Radel to get the uh, 
offensive rebound. And it is a minute 20 to go here in the third. Gurgle up top at the free throw line. And there too with Gracie now back out to Gurgle. And Gurgle here trying to do something with it. Gets free momentarily. Step back three. Back iron too strong. Rebounded by Davis. Eli fires a pass down to McManaway. And the foul. Acrobatic layup there. All set up by the outlet pass from Eli Miller. And McManaway will go to the line for the old-fashioned three-point play. Foul's number 15. Jackson Gurgle is second. Team's third of the quarter. And uh, so this is the largest lead of the night so far for the Indians. A 24-point advantage. And McManaway can make it 25, and he does. Takes a kind home bounce. And it's 55-30, a minute to go here in the third. And Manhart will get it over to Rinker, and it was off of him. Actually, that was off of Sayers, and either way, it'll be out of bounds out on the turnover. Brody Hendrickson will come back in for one of two straws. And Radel will get it in to McManaway. McManaway will slowly jog it across the timeline. When he does that, it's 50 seconds to go in the third. Davis over to Eli. Eli drives and gets it over there to McManaway. Takes the jumper. Jump shot there by McManaway. He's in the double figures. 57-30. That's right. 11 points for McManaway. Nearly picked off or would have been an easy layup the other way. Instead, it'll be out of bounds. Stays right here with Windsor. It would have been. Coach Stevie is like, hey, you just got to try them fingers off there. And it's going to be nearly poked away and intercepted by Davis, but instead he caught it out of bounds. So it'll still be hatches, but at least they'll move it a little bit closer. There you go. Look at the positives. They get it in. A man hard. Floater good. Makes it 57-32. Yeah, I think positive, Eli, the other way, puts it up, and back iron too strong. And Radel almost got the rebound, but instead it goes to Sayers. Ten seconds left. Gurgle backs it out, trying to size up McManaway, going one-on-one. As his left, hands it off with two. Hendrickson for three. It's good for the big fella. Hendrickson makes it there. Basically at the buzzer. And that'll do it for three quarters. After three, it's Altamont 57. The one's two strong, 35. We'll be back here for the fourth quarter. You're listening to the NTC Tournament here on Jack Evans. Get the laundry pair that you can use to conquer pet hair like a pro with the Maytag Pet Pro System. The built-in Pet Pro filter in the washer visibly removes pet hair on any cycle while the extra-large lint trap in the dryer traps and removes additional pet hair. Visit Rogers Home Appliances today to see how the Maytag Pet Pro System works. Rogers Home Appliances located at 115 North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. Based out of Altamont, Illinois, Jared Nelson Trucking is a local company that can take care of all large or small hauling jobs you may have. They haul rock, grain, fertilizer, and many other commodities. Don't hesitate. Call them today at 618-322-6441 for a price estimate. Jared and Bethany Nelson and the entire Nelson Trucking crew would like to wish the Indians the best of luck. Jared Nelson Trucking is a proud supporter of Altamont Indians basketball. 
You're listening to Altamont High School Basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back in. Start of the fourth quarter here in game number two of the 88th Annual National Trail Conference Tournament. And Altamont has a big lead on the scoreboard, 57-35. And they'll have the ball to start off the final period. As Eli Miller will have it up top. And it's down low to Kata Miller up and in. Two more for Miller. And it's 59-35. One Miller plus two Millers equals two points. Absolutely. As it'll be underneath, put up and in for Sayer. Got the tough shot to go. And it's 59-37. Millville up top. Kata Miller goes all the way to the hole. Lost it. And it's going to be a rebound by him strong and it is a Gracie bring up the half court line and now Gracie with it trying for that backdoor cut now Manhart gives it to a stairs who's running baseline puts it up too far underneath the basket no good rebounded by Kata Miller and it's going to be intercepted right there by Manhart fires a pass to Gracie and it's going to be a foul on Kata Miller and then, so Gracie will take the hard contact and go to the free throw line to uh, take two shots. Kate Miller is third. He's first of the quarter. So uh, Gracie. Nice. Eight free throws coming up. And uh, they'll... Uh, Wipe up the uh, sweat from Kata Miller, and now we'll be here with the free throws. And the free throw is good that time before great. Makes it three, three for seven for the line. So it's great for tonight. Makes it 59 to 38. And the second free throw, no good, and snatched away by Kata Miller. Will bring it up. Now Eli with it there on the left side. That's going to be Millville over to McManaway up top to Elam and trying to get it in the post, but it's not there. Now Millville has it here in the left corner and he passes over to Kaden Miller. They'll swing things over to McManaway. McManaway will direct traffic and he'll get over to Eli Miller here on the right side. Eli over to Kata Miller. He's wide open. Three-pointer was short, but rebounded by Elam. And he's underneath the basket. Puts it up, and it rolls in. Takes another kind home bounce for Elam, and it's 61-38. Gurgle for three. It's no good. Rebounded by Millville. Eli Miller with that left side. 5.45 to go. Big lead for the Indians. Now Kaden Miller over to Eli Miller. Eli over to Elam here, still on the left side. He's going to fire a three. Elam, good. Wow. And it's 64-38 on another three by Elam. And Windsor will finally get it across half court. Tipped by McManaway. It is the arm of Eli Miller. All right, Kaden Miller, excuse me. 
Elam over to McManoway, drive base right up underneath the basket, reverse layup for McManoway. And it's 66-38. That was a nice baseline drive, reverse layup by McManoway. And another turnover, Kata Miller the other way, going down and left it short, but Melville's there for a couple of rebounds, and he's finally going to be fouled. And Kata Miller tried to dunk it that time. Uh, it came up just a tad bit short. Connor Mayer, uh, excuse me, Connor Manhart, his third, team's first quarter. Subs coming in as Akita Miller will take a seat, so will Elam. And Eli Miller will take a seat as well. It's our house in, it's uh, Radel out there, and uh, Davis comes back into the lineup as well. Under five minutes to go here in this one. It's 66-38. Coming up next here in the ATC tournament, it's Dietrich and South Central. It was Millville missing the uh, three-pointer, but McManoway saves it on the rebound from his knees. McManoway fakes the three and had it. Last touch by the hatchet. Gurgle is coming over there to get his hands on it. So it'll be out of bounds south, Mom. That was a nice job there by McManoway to get that rebound. I don't know how he did. Back out. I don't either. He's falling down, like you said, yeah. on his knees. <laughs> he's doing it all tonight. He is. He's been working it on the defensive end, that's for sure. As the R-House backdoor cut to Millville, throws it up, up and in. Millville for two at 68-38. 30-point lead. Biggest lead of the night for Altamont. Gurgle is over there to Bridges. Bridges hands off to uh, Gurgle. Had it poked away from behind, but it's going to be into the hands of Rinker, and they're going to be a reach-in foul on the Indians, so it'll be out of bounds on the baseline uh, to Windsor. Fouls on Yardhouse. It's his second team. Subs coming in. Uh, um, McBanaway and Melville will take a seat, and it is Tyler Rothner coming in, and uh, so is Zach Meyer for Altamont. So it's Yardhouse, Meyer, Ruffner, Raylor. Altamont, and a gurgle will take a seat, and Blaze Verdine will come in. And Jackson's a little shaken up there on a couple previous plays, and I think he may be bloodied his nose, possibly. And it's going to be Gracie driving on Radel, puts it up, and there's going to be a foul. And uh, Gracie, and uh, living at the free throw line tonight, Altamont off the charge of Morant. He's going back to the line. Might have to. This fifth, fifth trip to the line. Man. Uh, three for eight tonight at the line. And also with a 30-point lead there in the fourth quarter, the clock's going to be running from here on out. Made the free throw for Gracie. Seth Rinker into the game as well. Four wins and two straws as Sayers takes the seat. 68-39, 2.45 and counting to go. And Gracie's second free throw is good. And he'll go to the bench. And it's Brody Bible in for Wednesday Strauss. Six five freshman. He could be a problem here in a few years. The so. Indians lost it out of bounds, so it'll be over to Wednesday Strauss. So uh, with two fifteen to go, it'll be with the two straws taking it across half court. That is Ryland Rinker with it. 
Getting over there to uh, Seth Rinker. Mid-range jumper for Seth is good. First two points. 68-42. Nice shot there by Rinker. Into the scoring column here in the ATC tournament. As it's a minute 50 to go now. Radel with it over to Yarhouse. Yarhouse dribbles, and he'll go, and he'll pass it in the corner. Davis for three. KD for three. And it's 71-42. That's five for number five. Minute 30 to go. And it's going to be a block there. Radel and Ruffner in there. And it's going to be a missed shot by Windsor Street Stars by Bridges. But Rylan Rinker finishes up. And it's 71-44. Minute 15 to go. Radel up top. They'll swing things over to Davis. Davis. Here, dribbles to his right, goes all the way, and trying to get it to Ruffner, but instead it's going to be tipped out to Yarhouse. Now down low to Ruffner, puts it up, fade away. Can't get it to go, but Radel's there for the board, and there's going to be a reach-in on Windsor. And uh, so it'll be uh, not quite free throws. Only the second foul. 45 seconds to go, and one more sub in there for Alphamont. Davis sits down and Alex Walker is in. And Yarhouse straight on three. No good. Can't get it to fall. Did everything but fall. That it did. So 30 seconds left. And it'll be a Bridges high post. It dribbles and cut off by Ruffner. And it's going to be over there up top. The two. Verdine. Verdine floater puts it up. Bounce no. Yarhouse and Ruffner fighting for the rebound. Same team. And a Bridges ties up Yarhouse there. But I think they're just going to let the clock run out. So that'll do it. 71-44. Your final. Altamont moves on. They're victorious. Here in the game number two of the NTC tournament. And it's 71-44. Your final score uh, there with Altamont. Picking up the win here over Nioga and are over with the two straws, I should say. I'm just kind of hearing what uh, Scott's saying over there, trying to grab a picture. Uh, but it was 71-44, your final over with the two straws. So Altamont advances to the consolation or advances to the championship bracket, and they'll await the winner of the contest that's coming up next here on Friday night. Dietrich or South Central. So rematch either way. And so we will take a break and we'll wrap this one up and we'll get the postgame stats as well as we'll catch up with Coach Seabury here in the postgame as well. So again, your final score, Altamont with a win, 71-44. And we'll be right back here for the postgame show. You're listening now to my Indian basketball here on Jack of You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Make cleanup easy with the new Whirlpool dishwasher. 
you won't have leftover dishes to hand wash with the flexibility to fit tall items in the adjustable upper rack and room for 14 place settings. Plus, you can skip scrubbing and pre-rinsing when you use the boost cycle. Shop Rogers Home Appliances to see how Whirlpool dishwashers can help you manage your family's mealtime messes. Rogers Home Appliances, located at 115 North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. Based out of Altamont, Illinois, Jared Nelson Trucking is a local company that can take care of all large or small hauling jobs you may have. They haul rock, grain, fertilizer, and many other commodities. Don't hesitate. Call them today at 618-322-6441 for a price estimate. Jared and Bethany Nelson and the entire Nelson Trucking crew would like to wish the Indians the best of luck. Jared Nelson Trucking is a proud supporter of Altamont Indians basketball. It's not just furniture, it's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. We put people first at People's Bank and Trust. We are here to serve our community and are pleased to encourage our consumers to grow with us. Whether it's lending or investing for college, home, or retirement, we are here to serve you. It's easy and convenient to do a lifetime of banking with People's Bank and Trust. We have offices in Altamont, Charleston, Pena, Springfield, Taylorville, Morrisonville, Palmyra, Tower Hill, Waverly, and Whitehall. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, People's Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of the Altamont Indians. When you're looking for that perfect company gift for your employees, where do you go? When you need custom t-shirts for that 5K or family reunion, who do you think of? When you need logo design, corporate apparel, or headwear, who can you rely on? Hi, I'm Don Burrow, owner and manager of Promark Advertising in Altamont. My staff and I, with our combined 25 years experience, are here to meet all your custom apparel and promotional product needs. Orders big and small, we do them all. Call Promark Advertising at 618-483-6025 or visit our showroom located north of I-70 in Altamont. This is the Altamont High School Basketball Post Game Show on Jack FM. Welcome back here to the 88th Annual National Trail Conference Tournament. And it was Altamont victorious there, 71-44 against the Windsor's two straws. Again, Altamont will advance to the championship bracket. And they'll take on the winner of this matchup here coming up next. It's a Dietrich against a South Central. That game will be on Friday. And uh, so that will be at approximately uh, uh, 7.30, 7.45. And around in there as the consolation bracket before that at 6.15 uh, will be uh, going on. And Winston Two Straws will slide over in the consolation bracket against Mioga. And I see... Yeah, tough yeah. And uh, we'll get Dominic uh, with the uh, headset over here. And so we'll get Coach Neighbor saddled up here on the uh, post game and uh, chat with him. And Coach, congratulations! It's always nice when you uh, start the NTC tournament off with a uh, with a win like that. Yeah, we started out well. We started uh, the first quarter, came out. You know, Eli hit a three. And, you know, defensively, we we're we were Aiden was doing a great job tonight on. 
Gurgle and uh, Manhart really—they both shoot the ball, but I thought our defense was uh, was good for the first half. Uh, second quarter kind of turned the ball over a little bit too much, but uh, always good to win. You got to win the first one to win the whole thing. So uh, I thought the boys came out with with a little bit of fire. And I thought that it was nice to see that uh, coming out after such a, the uh, long layoff. Uh, we wondered what it would look like, and it was actually a pretty good start. What? There after such missing a little bit of time. The start was good. The finish in the first half wasn't so much. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, uh, we talked about it. I said, you know, they were boys are getting frustrated. We getting them off, getting on a little bit. But I just want the best out of them. I want that, those last four minutes. I think in the second quarter wasn't the best. That we're, you know, we want to think about. Okay, we're about we're playing. You know, the next level type type things. Um, so they understood, and I think the second half kind of kind of replicated. You know, we did some good things, but we also could saw a little bit of rust in those eleven days. We didn't practice the last two days before a game. I don't know if I've ever done that in 12 years. Like, we wow. we, had the, we had Sunday off and the snow day, so, you uh-huh. know, we, we weren't really sure to what to expect either. Well, you guys started out just fine, and like you said, defensively uh, was on point uh, there as well. And like you mentioned, McManaway pretty much oh, man. Uh, guarded and gurgled all night. I know he ended up getting some uh, points yeah. there, but uh, like he was going to, but uh, he had to earn yeah. uh, those points as well. I mean, Manaway did a heck of a job. Yeah, it, Gurgles, Gurgles gets a score. Um, yeah. You know, he can shoot it. He can. He, he's lengthy. Uh, Aiden, Aiden makes you work for everything you're gonna get. Uh, he put a few of them not on Aiden. Uh, Aiden's gonna. He, he's got a really good chance again again. I know we talked about, it, but the deflection. You know, my uh, my 12 years, he's gonna might have a chance at it really well. He could have. He had his career high tonight. I think in scoring too. Um, he could have had a couple other ones. He could just yeah. grab the ball. We'll give him the deflections, but I'd rather have to steal two points. But uh, he plays butt off. He plays. He played good offensively, and he played good defensively tonight. So I got the belt. And uh, we also had McManaway having a good game. Uh, Elam uh, hitting some threes. Uh, Millville hit uh, some shots, and uh, Eli was hitting them early and hit some threes uh, as well. So yeah. uh, all those had a good offensive nights as well. Yeah, we're, we're, we our last practice Saturday was the first time I think we've all practiced together, which. It's like craziness, um, but uh, they they uh, they can all score it. When we got those five guys out there, they can all kind of score in their own different ways. Um, and we're still not 100. percent Everybody's about 90 right now. <laughs> it's just it, it, maybe even less. But uh, when we got five guys out there, what we start with, they, they a lot of them can score in different ways. I thought Kate Miller did a really good job in the first half of some offensive rebounds. Kind of got kind of got us going in that. You know, Lewin had it might not have been eight to one if we didn't get those quick offensive rebounds. Yeah, absolutely, he was definitely doing that there in the early going uh, for sure. And uh, like you said, we weren't sure what we would expect here with the, the layoff, but I also say it could have been a good thing with uh, how much banged up uh, we were as well. So it was kind of good from that perspective to kind of get a little rest up with those injuries. Yeah, we could have played uh, Diedrich. You know, we kind of talked to Diedrich. They talked talked to us, but the coaches were like, "Man, we, I don't know how good that would be." Uh, Friday, we were really looking hard for a game Friday, but in all in all, you know, with the wear and tear right now, we don't want. You know, this is kind of the dog days. You gotta, you gotta. You're, everybody's kind of injured, so uh, we're gonna just play as hard as we possibly can, which the boys always do, and, and see what you know, see what happens. It's also a nice performance this time with uh, haven't seen, haven't seen uh, with the two straws yet, and uh, no matter what, in the next matchup, uh, it's gonna be a rematch and. We know what happened with the Detroit game uh, that ends up happening again. Right. And uh, so it's kind of 
nice to see that performance from a team they haven't seen yet in a performance against Windsor. Yeah. Oh, I saw this film. I never, you know, I didn't expect to play him in this tournament, so you don't really go out and scout live on him until, you know, so it's, it's, it's a big difference. And, and the boys did, I, you know, I, I warned them about how good a shooters, a couple of those shooters can be, and, and Eli and Aiden did really good on Gurgle and Manhart. And so you guys advance on and uh, looking forward to uh, Friday's matchup. You're right there where you want to be currently right now. And uh, Dietrich and uh, South Central, whoever uh, you'll get. Is uh, going to be another good one, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, South Central coach Doring with the, with the one two two. If you don't shoot good, you might not have a good game against them. Uh, so he just got some shooters, but you never know. Uh, shooting can have bad nights. I know. Uh, and, and Coach Bonoff's going to have them ready to go too. So whoever we get, uh, you know, it's going to be a great atmosphere Friday night. Whatever happens, uh, hopefully we see a bunch of orange and black out here. It always is here in the NTC. So. Uh, Coach, well, we'll uh, let you go here, and we'll talk to you again on Thanks. Friday. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks Tom. Forward to it. And, uh, so, we appreciate it, uh, Coach, for uh, coming up here and uh, joining us here in uh, the uh, post game, And uh, we'll get uh, Dominic on and back on the headsets here, and uh, we'll get some uh, stats, and we'll get on out of here. Yeah, first of all, for Alzheimer's, they come away victorious tonight, 71-44 over Windsor's two straws for Alzheimer's. Uh, Alec Yardhouse was one for one from the field. And one for two from three point range with uh, five points. Caden Davis, he was one for one from the field and one for two from three points, or one for two from the field from three point range. Excuse me, for five points. Eli Miller, one for two from the field and three for five from the three point range. He had eleven points. Dylan Elam, three for six from the field, two for five from the three point range, and one for three from the free throw line with thirteen points. Cade Millville, he was uh, 2 for 6 from the field and 0 for 2 from 3-point range and 3 for 4 from the free throw line. 7 points, 8 McManway, 3 for 4 from the field, 1 for 2 from 3-point range and uh, 4 for 5 from free throw line for 13 points. Uh, Ruffner coming late, he was uh, 0 for 1. Uh, I know Walker, Walker come in, he played, he did not score. Uh, Radel was 0 for 1 from the uh, three-point range. And uh, Caden Miller, big guy down below, 8 for 15 from the field, 0 for 1 from three-point range, 1 for 1 from the free-throw line, 17 points. For Altamont at the team, they were 19 and 35 from the field for 54%. Uh, three-point range, they were 8 of 19 for 42%. And free-throw line, they were 9 of 13 for 69%. And for Winter Two Draws, they fall here tonight, 71-44. Connor Manhart with two for two from the field and one for seven from three-point range with uh, seven points. Verdine uh, played, did not score. He was over one from the field. Aiden Sayers, two for six from the field, over one from three-point range with four points. Raker was one for two from the field with two points. Uh, the other ranker was one for one from the field with two points. Jackson Gurgle was uh, five for nine from the field, one for two from three-point range, two for two from free-throw line for 15 points. Uh, Gracie, he was the only one who scored there for a while. They're only going to the draws. Three for two from the field and five for ten from the uh, free-throw line for 11 points. And Hendrickson was one for two 
from uh, three-point range with uh, three points. And uh, we get, get some quick team numbers here for uh, for Windsor's two straws. They were they were 14 out of 32 from the uh, from the field for 43 percent, and they were three out of 12. Three out of twelve from uh, three-point range for 25 25 percent. There are two. Looks like they were uh, seven to twelve. Seven to twelve from the free throw line for 58 58 percent. So those are your numbers for uh, Windsor Sioux Straws as they uh, fall here tonight down the month. And uh, both teams will uh, play again on uh, Friday. Is that right, Travis? Actually, Wednesday, two straws will play in the yoga tomorrow That's or right, Thursday. Tomorrow. Thursday. I knew, I knew they both, I knew they both played again. And uh, you're right, yeah. Wednesday, two straws will play yoga Thursday. Alamo will play the winner of this next game, uh, South Central versus uh, versus Cedric, uh Friday night. So uh, both both teams each have uh, another game later on in the week. Is uh, uh, South Central and Cedric are one warm up out here is uh you know it might be another Alamont Dieter rematch Travis uh come Friday night but we'll have to see as uh definitely as I was just looking at some uh, statistics earlier this week prepping for this uh tournament that uh, South Central you know they only average about 42 points a game but they're only giving up an average about 42 points a game as well so not much of a difference there in the scoring differentials there maybe 10 uh, points difference uh, there, so they don't necessarily score a lot of points, but they don't give up a lot of points uh, as well. So they're good on that side of the floor. And of course, we know what the epic matchup uh, was last time out with uh, Dietrich. So if that would happen again, I'm sure we're in for another uh, great semifinal on a Friday night. And we'll have coverage for you right here on a jacket. Then we do have a scoring update uh, there from uh, Topless uh, there with. The uh, Lady Indians saying uh, stop with wooded shoes uh, going at it uh, there as it was uh, stopless with the uh, lead there early on. And the last report I had was uh, 28 to 6, T Town with the lead from Eric there uh, on the broadcast over on a WCRA. So uh, that was still kind of in the first half. I might have reached halftime uh, by now. Uh, they're in a T-Town, but uh, we'll keep an eye on that score, and we'll keep an eye out on this Dietrich and a South Central game. And, and then we'll talk to you again on uh, Friday night. Thanks to Carter back at the uh, studio for getting us on and off the air tonight. And uh, for uh, Dominic for alongside and keeping the uh, stats and the color analysis. Uh, that'll do it here for the uh, broadcast for us here on the NTC tournament. So uh, we'll be back Friday night for Altamont versus either Dietrich or a South Central. Until then, uh, we will be back to playing the music that we want here on a Jack FM. And have a good night, everybody. And if you're traveling home here from the tournament or traveling home anywhere from the game, it's uh, foggy out there, at least when I came in uh, yes, today on the drive. Yes, so uh, be uh, careful out there. A dense fog advisory uh, tonight as well. So uh, stay safe and have a good night. And we'll be back here in the NTC tournament on a Friday. Good night, everybody.
At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're a part of the community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our customers. We know that every situation is unique, and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call your local Country Financial representative, Nick Patton, today at 618-483-5020 to talk about how we can help ensure that the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for Universal Life Insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. This has been a presentation of Altamont High School Basketball. Thanks for listening. We now return to our regular programming.